All right, welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes in the casa, in the bureau. You got your boy Adrian, you got your boy DJ BJ. You know, th- those are the classics, the Broski Doodles. We have Tavo sometimes, but you know, he's a, he's a man of his own. You know, he's a lone wolf and he does attack on his own. But we, all, we always got, that, got the little wolf back here, <laughs> ready to go. Uh, on the Thursday movie review with the crew, we have a very a very interesting movie here. Movie with the crew. Sorry, sorry, we have to do the dance. Working on the intro. We're working on it's the coming intro. coming in next week. Right? The lyrics are there. People are already starting to listen to the music because I've put it. i been putting it on the episodes. I don't know if you've noticed. It's on the episodes, the music of the intro. But now we're going to have lyrics on it because the Broski Doodles, you could say we're like, what's oh, that group shit. of rappers back in the day? The Beastie Boys? We're the Bestia Boys. What? <laughs> La Bestia Boys. <laughs> Holy shit. The Bestia Boys. We're the Amigos. <laughs> Right, so yeah, we're the gonna amigos. we're gonna come we're gonna come with a fire rap music and the well you already been listening to the to the beat oh but, uh, shit but dude death of Stalin that's the movie that we are gonna review today to be honest it, it's on my top twenty and even maybe top I wouldn't say top ten but it's top twenty I love this movie um it's on Amazon Prime available there that's where I saw it and. It's, you know, it has to do with literally, yeah, the death of Stalin. But it's a satirical piece. You got people like Steve Buscemi. You got a mix of American and, and British actors. But I do believe it's a British film. Um, and, man, it's such... I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to get you guys' opinions. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I loved it. I felt a lot of the things because so it, it shows you the inefficiencies of the Soviet Union and the communist system. And I can relate to that so much in Venezuela. And but we're gonna get into the into the deeps of it. But um, I love the movie. I felt that the satirical point of view that they used was perfect because they kept it consistent, and you still were able to see the seriousness of the situation, even though there was everything was in a funny mood. But unlike Don't Look Up, which we always use as a standard for the shittiest movie in history, they <laughs> they switch back and forth between what's parody and what's real. And that fucks it all up. And I think what this movie does so so great is that it grabs a, a topic that's so real and that happened. It's a historical piece. But the whole thing is painted with a brush of satire. But the fun part of it is that the satirical parts are actually things that did happen, but that they're so funny on its own that it's, it feels like it's satirical. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but for some reason, I just felt that it kept consistent with the goofiness, so that you still were invested in the reality of the story. They, yeah, they exaggerated the goofiness, so you could see how goofy it actually is. If I didn't know any better, I would say that it'd be produced by Larry David, the the guy that does like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, like the awkward, the the, the funny awkwardness of the whole movie. <laughs> Bro, yes. Oh my god um hilarious the movie was hilarious um but oh my god I, there's so much to, to to digest in that all movie. right let me let, let, um, let me break it up by piece and see what we can get out of it to me the like part of the theme of the whole thing is the inefficiency of the system right and we're like oh uh, we need doctors oh fuck we killed all the good ones because they were you know, <laughs> plotting to poison us and what about the this ones? No, we the best engineers, we killed them. Yeah, because all like, the shitty ones. We only left the bad ones. We can't use the bad ones. What if you find <laughs> out? 
And even though that sounds like, oh, that's so funny. No, like that's what happened. Yeah, we're exaggerating the scenes, but that's what happened. And that makes it funny to a deeper level. And Steve Buscemi and all the people around Stalin, you know, you see like their own interest. And and it's all a bunch of fucking oligarchs trying to get power and and be corrupt. And I I found it so funny. I don't remember the guy's name, but one of them is like, what happened to Strovsky? And and they're like, Strovsky? What do you mean? And Stalin is like, what do you mean? And then they sort of change the conversation. And then later on. When they when they're like leaving, it's like, what are you talking about, Strovsky, man? He was on the list, you know. We, it's like, fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember how many people were killing. <laughs> they have to go home and talk to their wives and like go over every point of what they mentioned. <laughs> like, fuck, you didn't like this joke. God damn it, never talk about whatever it is again. Never talk about pigs. <laughs> no, and then that is Americans and British, and you realize um, that Stalin was a Russian, so like. Like they're all supposed to be in Russia, but they're talking like British and English. They don't have the whole accent problem that we used to have with the with like the other movies that we've seen, like the House of Gucci and all that stuff. Which where... works because of it's a satire. Right, because it's a satire. Mm, that's interesting, eh? Would it work if it was a like a more historical I mean historical piece in the sense of, you know, serious note. It's yeah, that's interesting no, that you say that. It wouldn't work because then work, viewers right? would be like, why is he English is he mm. an Englishman that came into Russia and you need to give that backstory like in this case you didn't even notice and I don't even I didn't even write that point down you know what I'm like, eh, like. It's, fu- it's funny but now that you mention it it almost helps the movie achieve its purpose the fact that they're not you don't relate their language to Russian at all mm-hmm. for some reason I think it makes it more relatable to us mm-hmm and that makes it so that you get the concept even more because you don't see it as a foreign thing. Yes, they're the Russians, but the whole movie, I'm hearing them like myself. If you're British, if you're American, if you know English pretty much, you relate to how they speak. And and like you said, it might be the fact that it's a satirical piece that makes it work. Otherwise, you would have to do like the Chernobyl series, which I thought was great on HBO, where they have to speak English, but with a Russian accent. You know, this is how the Russians <laughs> speak. Or like House of Gucci, <laughs> House of Gucci with the Italian accent. Italian. Which is funny because we kind of allow that to be like enough for us to like, okay, okay, it's a serious piece because at least you do it the, the accent. Oh man. (laughs) And what you mentioned about them going to their wives every night and talking to them. Like, again, that sounds crazy and that's why it's funny, but that type of shit I'm pretty sure happened. Like, I don't know if everybody did it, but I'm pretty sure it would benefit you to fucking keep tabs of what not to say. That's crazy that they have to walk on a tightrope all day long and know everything that you're saying because one slip up and you're on that list. And that list can change (laughs) just because it feels like it. That 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 to me was the most hilarious part when 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 he actually died, and then the the the, the guy calls, all right, uh, implement the new list, <laughs> and then all right, here's a new list, and then they start killing like all the other guards, like the people, like everybody that in the house, and they kill everybody in the house, they kill the uh, like all the guards that knew Stalin, they done, like everybody's everybody's like anybody that anybody that was attached to Stalin is is dead, and that's it. Like, that was. It's not hilarious that they died, but it was hilarious that how how quickly you could get on that list without yeah. even like like you you even doing it like you didn't do anything you you that actually followed already, the rules. It was already made. <laughs> that list was ready to go. 
They didn't have to write it. They're just like, okay, switch it out. Golly. Any? He- yeah, I'm glad that it had that comedic flavor to it because it wasn't as serious as like a Schindler's List. Which mm-hmm. when I read the title and you suggested watch it, that's a style, and I thought it was gonna be one of those like deep like, ah, like yeah. movies. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a tough one. But then no, it has that comedic flair that I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel this deep topic, but you know, it's not as heavy. And it's entertaining at all at all times, you know. The fucking uh Stalin's son. Yeah, that great. The fucking crazy guy. That guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and that guy oh man he's super handsome i mean i'll fucking say it. that guy i mean he's meant to be that's how stalin was mm-hmm. i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put a picture of stalin here but back in the day like when he was a young kid stalin was like this super handsome guy which is like contrasted to the fact that he was such a piece of shit um what john <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a free bird man yeah, you're, you're uh, free to, it's free to say. Gotta let me fly. Let me spread my wings. <laughs> no, but that guy's super funny. Um, the, the fact that when he dies, Stalin dies, like none of the doctors want to say that he's dead. He's like, oh, his recovery, we don't know. We, we gotta... <laughs> like, oh, fucking hell. Put him out of his misery. Just say it. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's not going to make it. And then like, this guy's already scheming and stuff and he comes back to life. And he's brain dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, and they're they're passing like the like the the final verdict around. Like, no, no, you say it. no, you say it. no. <laughs> Nobody wanted to say it because they they're like we're probably gonna die. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah, and he tells uh, and he, I, he goes deeper into the fact that, and that's the real the message of the movie. I think is it it shows you the danger when there are laws that are vague. For example, the list was created on the basis that these people were a danger to the society, right? However they want to word it. And that's mm-hmm. what happened in Venezuela. For example, they made a law against inciting violence. Uh, but then the people that are to, de- you know, say who the fuck is inciting violence, they do it on their own vague terms. You know what I mean? So, like, the doctors that they killed in the Soviet Union, they're like, oh, no, because they, they were conspiring against the government, right? Well, who defines what that is? And that's what the problem is when you have a, di- a dictatorship, right, where one person has the executive power to do things, right? Because in the U.S. and in democratic places, you know, a group of people, Congress or whatever, have to agree, right, that this is correct or not. But in these places, whoever controls the list, right, can say, like, oh, no, we're killing them because they're an enemy of the state. And you define what that is. You define what an enemy of the state. It could be somebody that doesn't like, you know, the same food as you. Oh, he's an enemy of the state. So it tells you this very deep, fucked up thing, right? But in such a nice, cheerful, <laughs> funny way. <laughs> the, the the guy that even says it, the, the one that's like the head of the... Of the national, the NGB, whatever place thing, the KBG, the which, I, which I think they don't say KG. it on purpose, right? They say some other thing. No, but it wasn't K. It wasn't KGB. It was something else. It was NK, oh. NKVD. It was it was like pre KGB. It's like oh. NK- zone police, right? Like like the uh uh-huh, the national police or whatever, uh, national Kremlin, whatever. That's okay. Um, he even said it like, oh, we we created stories to get some of these people in prison, like just to just to get them out of out of the way. 
um, even if they don't, they don't really like what was the story behind getting that guy's wife in, in prison or in the gulag she <laughs> was so hilarious hey, what a piece of shit traitor she's dead what a blessing <laughs> and, then, and then even then he's like well, yeah, I mean, but she did. And he's like, no, no, he, she didn't betray us. Like, it was all, no, no, that fucking bitch. I mean, I'll keep her on, you know, I'll keep an eye on her. Like, he's, he's still like. Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, and like, I don't know man, if it, was, it shows how. They want to see if you break. Right? They like, want to see if you break. And if you like, start like, yeah, you're right. And then it's like, oh, I'm right. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, no. So you're, so you're, <laughs> you're oh against the God, state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that little dynamic there, the message of it is like. That's how cruel that situation was where you're like, fuck, I don't even know what I should do. Like, what to say. he was always paranoid. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, I'm back with her because you want me to, but like, you know, we can kill her at any point. Like, if she's a, tra she's a traitor, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That but I shit. love her, but she's a traitor's bitch. <laughs> and I think that's how North Korea is right now. Yeah. Uh, you can't say is. a damn thing and everybody's spying on each other. Oof. I mean, I say it was not because it isn't like that anymore, but because of things being so globalized, like society has changed for the better in, in the sense, which I think they're more rebellious and they know what's up outside. But in this more secluded places like North, mm -hmm. North Korea, they don't have the Internet. They don't have people going in and out as tourists that can bring information and shit, you know. So, yeah, it's scary. Like, can't go into the whole country. You can, but it's a very tough. You cannot just be going about the country on your own. Like they'll take you. Like oh, we're gonna show you North Korea. Yeah, there's exclusive parts to the country that you can see. There's like they're not gonna take you to like restricted area. Right, right. This movie I loved it because, and I think it might be it might be a taste in movies. I love when movies are entertaining, fun, fresh, funny, but they hit a, a super important topic. You know. Like, one of the movies that I guess... Ah, we should review this movie soon because it's probably one of my favorite movies. Top 10, definitely. Um, the the uh, the Big Up? Is that it? The Big Up? Big Up. The one, the one with... Big Up. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Big Up? No, or the... Or the Big Down? The Big Big Bet. Up is a music festival. I know. Fuck man, the movie about the about about the crash, the the, the, housing, the big short, the big short, oh, fuck. the big short, the big short, right? It's a movie that's funny, that has like so much fun scenes, that has so much freshness to it, but it talks to you about a real serious issue and gives you like actual insights as to what happened. So that's one of the one, one of our movies that we really like, right? The big short, and this movie does the same in its own way of transmitting such an important message of how fucked up something can get when you have this type of government's ruling. But it tells you in a, in a way where you, it's not like seeing the shameless list where you have to be there like, you know, you know, you have to be taking notes and be like, oh, fuck. But it's a different type. It's like a fresh movie. It's, it's easy to watch, but it tells you such an important message. Man, that's what Don't Look Up aimed to be initially, but I think they just missed the mark completely on that would you say like I think this is the way? Yeah, you correct. Like this is how, this is what big up the big uh, whatever. Don't look up. Wanted to achieve but didn't. You can see how much they try to do it, but they, they it didn't. It didn't. It didn't go. You weren't invested on how. Here you do yeah, know. For don't look up. It seems like they exaggerated the satirical parts to it, 
and then they switch to the it being too real and it's like there was no balance so you're kind of like what is yeah. it yeah yeah they exaggerate it so much that be, it becomes goofy actually and you're just like oh yeah so i don't i'm not invested in any of this like and then on top of that if you're gonna make it goofy it has to be funny like there's these movies that came out like in the 80s airplane you know oh hilarious right and it's like the whole movie has no sense has no fucking it's, it's just a fucking whole it's just a, like everything is going insane but that's what you're aiming for right you, but you have to be funny all those scenes have to be funny and they're crazy and shit but i mean we've talked about big up before about this like it, it doesn't achieve any of this but this one is an example of where it achieves it perfectly because it, it keeps that consistency within the satirical base that it has and i think that's very hard to do it's not easy to achieve that you know to to be able to make a serious topic still transmit but keeping it where everything is so funny at all times going back on what you said about airplane about it being like a a, because airplane to me felt like a collection of topics that were discussed all at once almost like um how how scary movie or like meet the fuckers kind of you know how there's like there's jokes about different movies within this one movie there's jokes about different scary movies within this one within this one movie you know, i don't like, think meet the fuckers like the, fits that category but no i mean no sorry meet the spartans meet the okay. spartans okay there was like that. a but yeah but like this parody, parody like a, of 300 it was a parody of 300 but there was like so many different jokes yeah. about so many different movies about so many different people within the 300 world so like oh that kind of aspect of like you know satirical parody but at the same time you you're you're painting this broad brush of like trying to cover as many different groups of people you're right that it can appeal to at the same time like a, like a season yeah, like of south park or like an album of a uh, weird Yankee. something like that yeah well i would i would say even south park has is, is more attached to telling the story than being random. I think like more Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, for example, is more like a random thing. Like kids that watch Rick and Morty today, I would assume take acid and shrooms and shit. Um, no, uh, only shrooms. Only shrooms. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, talking about the scary movies, I think after the first one or the second one, they started getting stupid. But I don't think the format was wrong. I just think they got weaker with the jokes, you know. Because for some reason, I don't know if maybe I was younger, but the first one and the second one, I remember them hitting on point. Like, like the, right? Number the two. Third two. I like, I like the up to three. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The third one was with A Mile and Kevin Hart when he was actually funny, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that, that, was was signs. that was and, a sign. And signs. They're <laughs> <laughs> pissing out the finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Damn it. And Leslie Nielsen from Airplane was in it, so it was very uh, adequate. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Mm -hmm. Sheen, that's right. So, in general, I think this movie hit all the right spots. Um, I mean, I could go into into the topics of, like, the more social, deep problems of it with, like, a society that's always, their, their incentive is just their power, and then you end up killing the people that are the best at what they do, you know, because of that system that you have. You create a system where people don't even love each other because you can't, you know, not even love your wife because you have to be paranoid of everyone. How do you trust people? This happened in Cuba too, where like they have a snitch on every corner. And if you have, you know, Cuban friends in in Miami, their parents will tell you about the stories where like, 
you know who do you trust when I, when when there's like little so the system itself makes you a piece of shit snitch like you kind of have to become that if you want to survive in it so it's a fucked up you know how like when stalin dies the fat motherfucker like started getting all the things ready like the papers and things you know like everyone's scheming all the time you're always you know keeping tabs on everyone it's, it's such a fucked up place um to live in you know like you remember at the beginning when they're playing the i think it was at the beginning the opera and, and the guy calls him and he's like so was that 827 or it's like i don't know you you answer the phone it was <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no and then when the when the conductor passes out and they have to find a conductor so they're going storming like the building, <laughs> and the conductor's like, "Whatever you do, don't sell, don't tell him anything." And then he's like, he's trying to like leave because they're, they're knocking on his door. <laughs> and yeah. when he opens it, it's like some some lanky ass white guy. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, we're here to pick you up because uh, you're such a good conductor." <laughs> That's crazy, bro. To always have uh, to be on your feet, like, and, and like he doesn't even know, like, he, and he knows that he did something. He just doesn't know what could have possibly caused. Him to be on the list, but like anything, right? The thing is, you don't have to do anything. It's like right. it's just your number was chosen. <laughs> you, you you know, it's just like when you see those people coming for you, like whatever. You're on the list. Oh fuck, bro. The, the one part that I didn't know is like, okay, towards the well, after he dies and all the trains of people are coming in to Moscow to to see him. Mm-hmm. Do you think all of those people genuinely were like brainwashed in loving Stalin, or they just wanted to make sure that he was dead? Oof. Mm, good I, question. I f- I feel like that I feel like the fear was so large that they had to show public support of Stalin to not be targeted on the list. That's what mm. I felt with that. Like I mm. have to be here, otherwise I might I might get that that knock. Because you know, like, it, oh, why didn't you the, show? Why didn't you show up to to Stalin's in, death in the movie? You know, they never. <laughs> no, but in the movie, they never really say what. If that, if they were obligated to go, and it almost makes you feel that those were people that were going willingly because the actual government found that to be a problem that they weren't to come. Right? It was like an issue, mm-hmm. right, with them coming to the city, and even people got killed because they, oh, I want to go in. But it is true that we don't know if behind all that, the real motivation was like, you know, like in in North Korea, you have to when somebody when a guy died, they have to cry. Like if you don't cry enough, you can be on the list, you know. So maybe that's what they were doing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, dude, like, can you imagine that? Like, uh, but, but then dying, again, be, like getting shot because you didn't cry enough at bro, the, the 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 governor's funeral bro, or some shit. Peep, you can search on YouTube. No, you I, put, I, like, I believe you. It's... No, no, I know you believe me for, for, for people, right? You should search it, and people are just crying for like hours and hours. Oh my they god! They just need to, and you look at the other ones like he's crying more. Fuck, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And, and then, <laughs> no, and then and then one of them gets shot, and then they say, "Oh, this guy got shot because he's crying too much." And then they're like, "Oh, oh, fuck!" And then they they pull back a little bit. <laughs> like, when did you get shot? Mm, you cried so much that it seems suspicious. Fuck. Uh- <laughs> There's, there's a line. There's, no, there's, there's no, a line, bro. It's there's crazy. always a line. Do you guys oh think? I know. I'm, I know. I'm gonna be a little hater here, and and you mm-hmm. know, some people do enjoy the things that they do labor in. Uh, you know, our boy DJ BJ, besides playing in the hottest techno rooms in in, in the undergrounds of Miami, <laughs> he also makes sure that the planes that you fly in are correctly maintained. 
So, you know, people here do have, have things that maybe they're passionate about. But do you, will you relate what's happening here in the movie and the power play and the ego play and the and the snitching and the slithering snakes, sort of like certain workplaces, maybe? It, um, or am it did, I the it only one have that like had, a... had shitty jobs? <laughs> I think people definitely do get dirt on each other, and in that way they you can they can use it to their advantage, and that's what it becomes a toxic environment where you can't trust anybody and everyone's out for themselves. I mean, obviously the stakes are not death, but but it is. You still want to climb up the ladder, and sometimes you get dirt on somebody else, or you try and take credit for something that somebody else did. You, Sometimes the one that climbs yeah, the ladder is it. not always the one that's more talented, but the one that's more ruthless. In you know, like I've seen people climb, and I'm like, oh, he doesn't. He's not that he has a talent. It's just that he is sure of himself, even though he's nothing. Or there's other people that might have talent, but they're not. They're not sure of themselves, and it's a fucked up situation. But but I mean that's another topic. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you, you know, know how to play the game. You know how to appease the different bosses. You know what they like to see and hear. And then you know how to get that information to them the best. Right. And then there's also the report building. Now, now that you mention it, I, I do. I did experience that uh, in my last job. Um, that just because you knew the most doesn't mean that you were the person designated a managerial position or, mm. or supervisor position. Um, and the the issue that comes with that is that yeah they can get the position but once the the um, the skill that's required to be in that position is needed and they cannot demonstrate that's when the the flaws come in and that's when they you realize that oh this person maybe shouldn't be there you know and and that's when you get the, the takeovers and the coops and they're like yeah like this person doesn't belong there you type shit you know and and no matter how much shit talking you you can do that could only be backed up by by action and if the action is not there then bullshit money money talks bullshit walks <clears throat> so the thing is if you've made it that far at the managerial position then you got to have a plan in place to hire a team under you or have people that you're like all right this guy's good for this this guy's good for that she's good for this and i assemble the those three to support me in my weak areas so that you yeah, can but that, keep the two guys going. That, that's true. But then those people that you have in those positions, they realize who you are or you, you fuck them over to like, cause you're, you're not, you're not just assigning people to the positions. You're, you're stepping over those people. You're stepping on them. And then they're like, they're like, Oh, this guy's up there. I, I ain't doing shit. Like I'm not going to work at the same level or, or, or skill level to make this guy look good because I know who the fuck he is, you know? And then because the, 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 that's what, that's the way that the cracks come coming through when people aren't, aren't doing their job. And then it falls on the higher up, you know, to like, Oh, why isn't this person doing this? And then and that, All right, but you know? what, what if we assume that that guy is not a piece of shit and he's just very, he got that to the next step by being extremely charismatic. And then the people that, under him want to work for him. And he may not require all the technical capabilities that everybody else does. And like that person doesn't know how to 
screw in the nut as well as that that's that's different that's different if you're a, a good manager and you're you know how to treat people well and you know how to um get people to uh, to rally towards a, a common cause but this this is not the case we're talking about we're talking about snakes. we're talking about snakes we're talking people that that deliberately slither through their way to get to the top by like so you're saying by, by design it's eventually going to fall if you're if you if what you if the way that you came across that is in a, is in a bad way yes it eventually it eventually falls into place because of the fact that the foundation isn't there if you hmm. fundamentally don't know what you, what what you don't necessarily have to know how to screw in the the, the bolt but you know that this guy is is the the guy that does it and you're able and you to do have to know achieve that. how to how to gauge the quality of that of the nut you know bolting whatever like right you have like, to have like, some sort of knowledge yeah there, yeah like, like maybe you're not there's like, some sort of background required like for example when you're an engineer in a, in a civil engineer type shit to give it a little bit of context you might not be the best at doing the wall you know whatever it's called in, in english like what the what the guy does right there but you you need to have done that a, a little bit and know what a good one looks like even though you cannot do the best of you know what i mean like you know you have to know exactly. how to gauge the quality of it even if you're not um, the one that's, that's best does it, right? Like there might be a mechanic that's better at doing the thing, but you got to know how to gauge if what he did was good or not because otherwise you can't be in that position. Uh, uh, an engineering manager should have an engineering degree. How are you going to manage engineers if you don't know what an engineer does? Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. you got to go through the ranks and mm-hmm. put in the time. And like and if you're like a manager like- at a pizzeria... Ideally, you would have gone through all the steps so that when you tell a busboy, bro, you're not doing this shit right, you're doing it with a base of knowledge because I've been a busboy and I was a badass busboy. You feel me? I was, though. Or, 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 or maybe I wasn't the, be- the best busboy, but at least I know what's right and what's wrong. Well, you should be a decent busboy to up. be able to tell the people, hey, you ain't busboying correctly. Okay. I, Give me that fucking apron. I'm a fucking busboy right now. <laughs> from, bro. I'll show you how it's done. Let me show you. Shit. No, no, I'm but for real, like, man, I, goddamn it. I had a I'm manager a at a pizzeria that was like, like, no, you're not mopping correctly. Let me show you how you mop. Let me show you how you sweep. And that, you need to also be, do that. I mean, and translate that to any profession, you know? You cannot, you cannot only be the guy with the tie and shit. You got to be, you feel me? But I mean, we're here just building yeah. companies, you know? Elon right. Musk, <laughs> Bezos, Broski Doodles, all in the same like category. When my, kids, when my kids start doing drugs, I'd be like, yo, you don't even know. You don't even Come fucking here. know, bro. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Let me talk to you real quick, bro. And then that's, that's actually... quality. <laughs> you know shit. <laughs> You're getting ripped off. What the fuck? No. <laughs> I think that, uh, well, going back to the movie, I think it's funny how, like, all the dynamics that would make a system work better are broken when you have this type of ideological regimes, right? Where, like, I mean, in the case of the Soviet Union in many communistic places, I mean, it's also, I guess it's our opinion, but not really. I mean, this is science. Like, it's, it's facts. Like, the incentives are all created for you to be a piece of shit. I remember my, uh, my uncle, right? He tells me of a story. Adrian knows our uncle. He, uh, the Cuban one. He, he talks about, like, how in Cuba, right, everybody made the same money, right? Regardless of what your position was, whatever your job was, you make the same money as everyone. So... There's no incentive in you working more because you're going to make the same. But humans are inherently competitive. So if you're not able to be competitive 
to make more money for your work, the only thing you're left to be competitive with is doing the least for that set salary everybody's getting. Because technically speaking, <laughs> technically speaking, if you're the best at not working, you're technically getting the most money for your time, right? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like they all become competitive in doing the least so that our salary is represented, you know, for So that's how fucked up this shit is to the psyche. When you don't have the incentives right for people to do things to progress and make the system better, if the intentions are different, the human biology will show eventually and, and you won't get the results you want, you know, like in Soviet Union or in Cuba. Yeah, you want all these people to work for the same money, but it's not going to work. Everybody is not doing like there's a saying in Cuba that says. Uh, fuck, I can't, I can't remember now, but it's almost like, oh, yeah, the government pretends to pay us. And we pretend to work. That's that's the same. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. So, well, I think we can end it with that. Um, please give me your last thoughts, and we'll and we'll give the the Broski Doodles Thursday review with the crew review official review. I missed a review the other day on a movie, and I want to apologize for that. I mean, <laughs> meaning the number review, right? So, which is something that we're gonna be making famous, sort of like the Star Michelin or the you know the rotten tomatoes yeah. whatever rotten tomatoes <laughs> this movie definitely gets a tomato i i wouldn't put it in a top 10 it's a bit of a reach for a fat tire but it was good and it made me interested in the topic and I'm, after we saw this movie i wrote to you guys and i wanted to watch more of these documentaries because i feel like a, a hater gets all of the all of the fame for all his <laughs> for him and his shit that he did and being a piece of crap and uh not much it's not widely known and explored in school what we don't happens, give we don't uh, give enough credit to the others right 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 to, the other, to the other pieces of crap <laughs> when i think they killed at a higher level it just wasn't as outright and vicious and i think that's why it doesn't get so much attention because it was a slow drain as opposed to just throwing it in camps mm. i think there's more starvation in russia and And yeah, getting them slowly. I'm getting the yeah. Gulag Archipelago book, so I'm gonna read that, and it talks about that shit. So we'll maybe it could be could be a literary project for the Broski Doodles. You know, we are trying to grow. And that could and be a, something a that we could do. A book review with the crew. A book review book with the crew. Review. Huh? <laughs> talk talk about sophisticated. I'm gonna get my reading glasses on and shit. <laughs> talk to me, John. Uh, damn. Uh, this is a. Uh, I would say top 10 satirical comedy, maybe even top five satirical comedy that, that we, that I've seen in my life. Uh, it was really good. I liked the cast. Um, I enjoyed the, the awkwardness, the awkward funny of it. Uh, hilarious. I would love, I would like to see more movies like this. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that it was less than two hours. <laughs> A lot. Um, overall uh a really enjoyable movie i like the fact that they, they also had some facts at the end like about how then you know after all this happened the guy kept being more of a snake <laughs> until he got to the top yeah nikita and then he got and then he got uh, and then he got uh he even got up by the, by, yeah he got guy i mean eventually that's the, <laughs> that's the other issue once you once you go on that snake route there's gonna be another snake to come and eat you you know like Right, because the, the end, do that, didn't but, the ending yeah. show that he was sitting and then on top some guy was looking at him like I'm gonna get you. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one through ten, um, eight, eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I'll go with this movie, eight and a half. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I'll be, I'll go with you. I'll give it, a, I'll give it an eight and a half too. Even though it could be my top twenty, not top ten, I give it an eight and a half because I think it, it achieved everything that it set out to do, and it did it perfectly, beautifully. Eight and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight. All right, so we're looking about an eight, eight point two five there. If you want to be mathematically accurate, I know the Brosky Doodles, we do have some scientists. Well, that not, not really. <laughs> no, not really. It's more like a. You see, it was a test for the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, eight point three, eight point three repeating. Okay, you yeah. see. So eight point three, 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 three. The, yeah. the guy that had dirt on everybody, I think he played it so dumb at the end when he pulled out all his files. He got everybody against him. Steve, Steve yeah. Buscemi had a hard, like he had, a, he had a problem trying to convince everybody to get him, mm-hmm. and then when he did that. He's like, oh, yeah, his face sealed. That's it. He's fucked. He's good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> we got Everyone this shit like, like. <laughs> Unanimously like, you better just kill him. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going we're gonna to get this guy, right? <laughs> and it was funny. I don't, I don't know if it is exactly how it happened, but it was funny how, like, in the movie, they made it look like he was kind of like, oh, so you're with him? And the other guy says, yeah, I'm with him. Yeah, no. If he says, okay, if he said he's with it, then I'm with it. But he didn't really say it, and it ends up like, all right, fuck it. Let's kill him. And then once he's dead, he's like, ah. Well, <laughs> not, not kill him, with but... it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had to kill Everybody had to be on board, whatever the fuck. That's why I like the army guy. The army guy was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. My yeah. favorite character was the army guy for sure. The army guy. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how like at the end, the fat guy that they kill, right? They get him on some like pedophiles charges or like raping things. And it was funny because they made it understand like they're getting him for being with underage girls. But like it was clear that everybody then there did that, too. So it, it just made it made you feel more like how <laughs> hypocrites they were. Right. It was just. But yeah, I think. I, yeah. So that, that was. Point, sorry. That was another really. I mean, it wasn't hilarious because it was it was fucked up, but it was hilarious to me. The fact that like they they're. They're telling him the charges, like what he's being charged for. And then he's like, uh, uh, is like, oh, you're being charged with uh, treason against the state. And he's like, no, like, like the, the fat guy's like, no, no, I, I, I didn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you're being charged for rape. And, then, and he's like, he, he didn't really like, re, like rebuttal or like fight back. <laughs> he's like, ah. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Maybe that, yeah. But like, it's not funny that. Because the implication is that he raped a whole bunch of underage people, right. uh, underage women, uh, and you can see it kind of throughout the movie. It was, it was super weird. I didn't like that, but yeah. um, the the it was funny that he he fought back about against the treason, but he didn't fight back so much about the the whole rape thing because like he kind of like he's like, well, I mean, you, you got me there, you got me, no. <laughs> like <laughs> we gotta kill me for that. <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, come on, guys. What well, I, I got there on all you <laughs> those observations. You can which watch this movie again and, and see other like details of like mm-hmm. everything was very delicately put. But all right, I'm gonna leave it there, guys. Eight point three 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 repeating forever. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's a Brusky Doodles final review, and you know that that number means a lot. So take care, Adrian, BJ. Once again, the Brusky Doodles in the Miami area. I'm keeping it real in Europe, making sure we got the international 
appearance. Love you. Tune in, comment, share the thing, and review it on iTunes. Peace.